The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Raising the Bar with your host, Amy Bredo. Do you ever listen to that inner voice? The one that tells you that you can achieve great things just by giving yourself a little push? Making that voice heard is what this show is all about. What if you could turn your negatives into positives? You'll hear from others who have embraced that personal drive and will help you raise the bar. Now, here is Amy Bredo. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Raising the Bar. I'm pretty excited. I think I always say that for today's guest. Um, Kind of a different type of guest that we don't usually have on, and I'm really excited that I got the opportunity to meet him. Today's guest is Kapil Chaudhry. He has quite a resume, but more than that, I just think he's a really cool person, and I'm excited to introduce him to you. Uh, He is the founder and CEO of Recommend Me, which is something I'm really excited for us to talk about in a bit. You can learn more information information about that at myrecommendme.com. He is also the co-founder and partner of I2A Ventures. It's a venture capital firm uh, that's based here in Chicago. Aside from that, Kapil represents I2A on the boards of Dialogue Tech, Sitter City, Ycharts, uh, just to name a few boards there. Prior to I2A, Kapil worked as a venture development director with the Chicagoland Entrepreneurial Center, was a consultant with a West Coast Venture Incubator and and in investment banking at Credit Suisse. Kapil, outside of that, uh, is also the founder and chairman of LaunchU, a fast-growing college and career prep mentoring program for high-performing, underserved high school students. And that one ha- was what really had piqued my interest in you. Kapil, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Amy. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we had, I had a great opportunity to meet you with Johnny Ehrman, and I just loved hearing everything you had to say. There's so much ground to cover, but uh, first of all, I would love for you to just kind of share a little bit about yourself personally. You have so many um, professional accolades, but, you know, what drives you? Sure. Thank you no, so much. Uh, yeah, you know, I think a lot of the things that, that I've been doing, whether it's venture capital, investing in startup technology companies, or with LaunchU and helping uh, youth achieve, uh, youth get, to, get into college and, and hopefully on the path to career success, is really just helping people achieve like their potential. It's always been something that, you know, just being able to put people in positions to maximize their opportunities, it's always something that I find really exciting. You know, I think on the venture side, you always see that there's early stage companies that you're that they're bringing about great services and great new uh, solutions to the business world and it's being disruptive but it's really helping out uh, as well and like that the, the improvements and changes that they're making so that that gets me really excited and with launch you it's, it's really exciting to just see uh, all of our kids who I know have so much potential and just providing them the resources so you know those are things that have always really driven and motivated me and you know with what we're doing with recommend me now it's it's really really helping businesses and providers that are providing great service and great solutions and helping them better get their brand out and so that more customers can get to become aware of them. So those are things that I've always just been driven by and, and like, you know, just the sense of like, how do we, um, how do, how can, you know, people that are already doing great things already have great potential. How can we just help further for that? That's something that's always excited me. I, I love that because I think, there's actually such a great future in us working together. I've, I'm excited about the app and everything and how, uh, you know, I can I can learn more about you and learn more about business and learn about growing my brand and stuff like that. But I want to backtrack a little bit back to you in just terms of, you know, was this sense of confidence you have and this sense of belief that you want to instill in people, whether it's 
you know, personally through the kids that are, um, you know, going through your mentoring program or just as you seeing potential in a, in a person or in a company, how was that instilled in you? You, you seem to have had some kind of great support base growing up, whether that's your parents or a teacher, was there kind of a, a moment that you can remember back as a kid that really just, you know, you spoke to yourself like, holy crap, I'm amazing. I'm going to do great things and I'm going to help other people succeed. Like, yeah, I think my parents have always instilled the yeah, <laughs> humble. So I, I would never come out and say that I'm amazing. Uh, but um, <laughs> I just like I, to push I, that button. <laughs> I, I, I think you know, I, I, my parents always had us. Uh, you know, for them, uh, I'm first generation. My parents had um, are are now U.S. citizens, but they had come over as immigrants from India, and they had uh, you know, academics was always a huge push, and it was not necessarily as much as in. Uh, sports, although that was something that I enjoyed playing a lot, and I had actually a lot more interest, and I'm a huge avid sports fan uh, to this day, and I just like the the thrill of competing, and I just always look at, you know, sports is uh, a lot of the reasons I like it. It's like there's an ultimate goal, whereas right. like, and you're, you're, you're winning the championship and, like, coming together collectively as a team. What I when I instilled from, my father grew up in, uh, you know, he was not so well off in India, and he worked really hard, and he's a few the physician and was able to come over uh, during the late 70s when they were, uh, when in the U.S. we needed a lot of physicians and, and there were a lot of Indians who, who came over at that point in time, whether they were physicians right. or engineers. And I was always reminded by my mom that, you know, how you know, how much more challenging my dad had it and, like, how we had all these opportunities. I grew up upper middle class. And right. I think that instilled in me the uh, just the desire to – I always knew that – you know, I was really fortunate. I was I was able to. You know, and there's there's obviously some challenges that you go through as as being first generation and and your parents not knowing everything that's going on here and it's a different culture than what they grew up in. And right. I think every every decade is a different culture too. But they uh, they it what it just instilled in me is saying that you know I looked at I was fortunate I'm in the position because of a lot of what my parents had had set up for me and I what I really enjoy working about with kids is you know a lot of them are not as fortunate they are in much more challenging situations and you know I just want to be able to when you see great talent and great work that you want to be able to reward them with the resources too and so that's that's been the driving force for me behind launch you and like the things I did before launch you and I think that's probably you know got me interested that that's probably what drove me into I, I was doing launch you before I officially started doing venture capital and you know with, with on the venture side it's like when you're working with a all emerging companies they don't have any resources <laughs> like you know whenever I used to, I have other people come in and saying the company needs this this and this and I was like that that's why it's a startup and, right. and, and and that's why they need to do that so I think there's a lot of similarities and parallels and and, and what, I've, what I've done with both and what that's drives interesting. me to do it yeah and um you know I and not in a sorry if you guys hear my dog snoring too by the way not in a um poking fun kind of way when I say you're awesome. I think that attitude and that enthusiasm is so important in our culture today. I think we live in such a high stress, high pressure, high pressure society that a lot of people feel almost um, like they're going to miss opportunities when they're under-resourced because of that position. So I was really excited that you came up with, with the whole concept of Launch You. You know, when looking at that website, and I wanted to share with our listeners too, you can go to Launch You, launch and the letter U.org. Um, it's a very great site, very easy to navigate, easy to understand, very clear goals. Um I liked all the backing that you had as far as your different, you know, tiers of support. And I was impressed by that, uh, that you had so many, you know, different types of groups involved in support, whether it was the financial um, donations from corporations or individuals. What was it that kind of made you say like, hey, I need to do this? Was it an interaction with with a certain student or, you know, somebody you knew? Yeah, it actually started out, um, so I had done, it was a combination of two different programs. It was, I was 
back in when I came out to Chicago in 2002, I went to I went to University of Chicago and graduated in 01, and then I spent the first year and a half away in New York and San Francisco. And when I came back to Chicago, it was for it was for a job, and I wanted to get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters or all around like mentoring and. And they were placing me like with but Big Brothers Big Sisters. It was a fantastic organization. What what they were doing was was placing um, mentors mainly with like you know younger kids, and that the goal was that you would stay with that kid throughout the entire um, entire development of their of, of their life and, and until they got into college. But as uh, I think at that time it was probably I think I was twenty two or maybe twenty three right. at that point in time. I thought I was going to be in Chicago for a year, and everything that I had done at that point in time is that I was in New York for like six months, San Francisco for six months, and said, there's a really good chance I'll be back in New York or San Francisco, whether it's a year or two years, and I didn't want to work with. I felt that if I worked with a kid at that point in time, then if I left, you know, maybe maybe it was not just going to be tough on him, maybe it was going to be tough on me. Right. Uh, you know, my fear was it was like if I worked with an eight-year-old and then the person was gone by the age of 10. So I started doing a program where they pair kids with mentors once a month and and all the kids who were waiting to be matched. And I started enjoying that program and then there was an older student that who was interested in technology, and I tried to bring him uh, to some of the events that I did with work. And that was probably against a little bit of the rules, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and understand. As, as a 23-year-old, I didn't understand why that right. why that was. As, and now, as, uh, as, as older, um, I, I probably do understand a little bit, and maybe I would probably say the same thing. If, if someone was deviating significantly from launch you, I would do the same thing. So that started driving me, and then at the same time, I started doing a, uh, a program called Junior Achievement, and I was working with, uh, I went to the Junior Achievement group, and they said, I had done that in high school, and Junior Achievement, is, it's, they teach you about economics and business in high school, and it's volunteers from the corporate world that are coming in and doing that. And when I was in high school, I ran, uh, there was a there's a program called the company program where you start a business and over the period of 12 weeks, you sell stock to, to investors to get money for the business idea. You create a business plan. You actually have a product and then you sell it. And we, we did, I did that when I was in high school and it was a, it was such a uh, impactful experience on me. And that's mm-hmm. probably also what led me to wanting to start my own company down in the future and, and go into uh, venture capital first uh, was that experience. And I said, I told uh, the JA group here in town, and we had a lot of success, and so they had reached out to me of just like kind of alums of junior achievement, and they had reached out to me and said, you know, we'd love to have you do this, and I said, okay, great, but I want to work with high school students, and and this is also another naivete. I said, I want to work with students that are in, uh, at an underserved community here, in Ch- at an underserved high school here in Chicago. Okay. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, now that I know what I, what I do through launch, it was like, that's the majority, unfortunately, right. here, in, here right. in Chicago. And so I started working at that high school. I went in. It was a group of seniors. And another, you know, just a naive question I had for them is saying, it was, where are all of you going to college? Because that was what I had experienced is, uh, you know, you buy your second semester of senior year, by the end you got to know where you were going. There were a few that were going to community college, and this was a very, very challenging school, but there were multiple that didn't have options. And right. there was one student that I got close to, and he took over as president of the company. The, pres- the person who was elected president had actually gotten suspended, and and he took over as president, and I got close to him. And I said, like, what are your next options? And he just didn't really know. So I started helping him get summer jobs at um, – Summer jobs at like the places that I frequented um, that a lot. I, it was at my gym. Uh, there was a Jamba Juice down in downtown Chicago that I would go to literally every day. Got to know right. the staff, and I said, "Can let me help?" The, the, you know, here's he's graduating. He needs summer employment, and then I helped him get in the process of enrolling into community college. So uh, that had a lasting impact. So I went back to the school and said, here I am doing Big Brothers Big Sisters, but I always wanted to be conscious of the timeline. And here I enjoyed working with their kids. So I just said, I'll get 10 of my friends to help your seniors uh, start exploring their college options at the beginning of the year, not just at the end, and start guiding them to all the opportunities and uh, all the all the possibilities. And so from that... You know what, Kapil, just, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. 
because yeah. I'm so I'm so enthralled by your story. I didn't want to have to cut you off in another uh, 45 seconds before we go to break. Quickly, though, uh, when we come back from the break, I want to hear sure. more about this because I really think people connect with stories. Our listeners connect with stories. Sure. I also wanted to um, give our listeners a chance to follow you. Would you prefer they followed you on social media, on LinkedIn, just through your websites? Because I think that we're going to have a lot of listeners that may want to back you and support sure. this. Oh, thank this. you. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, um, they uh, so I'm not active on Twitter. Uh, on my, <laughs> I, I, I'm on, I, I, unfortunately, as, as much as I work in the tech world, I'm not, I, I have a Twitter handle, Kapil1C, on face, I am on Facebook, I am on LinkedIn, with just my um, full name, and if you, if you search Kapil Chaudhary, like whether it's I2A Ventures, both will come up, but that's probably the, that's probably the quickest way, that's my, that's my Venture Experience Launch You will come up too on Facebook and LinkedIn. And then on our Launch You website, we have a way for people to get involved as well. Oh, that's awesome. And also, I want to share with our listeners, please go to launchyou.org. You can also learn more about uh, Kapil and his company if you go to i2aventures.com. We're going to take a quick break. Again, I apologize for interrupting you, but I want to hear the story in its entirety. Uh, We are going to take a quick break. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Kapil Chaudhary today, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you considered expanding your family through adoption but don't know where to start? Are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start? Reach out to the community at the Echo Foundation. The Echo Foundation offers five distinct areas of support. For those children in need throughout the world, we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond. For more information, please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation. That's amybrado.com and click the Echo Foundation. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybrado.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Raising the Bar. Uh, We are talking with Kapil Chaudhary today about a billion and one things, but we were just learning about kind of how Launch You got started. You were speaking about a young man that you were able to mentor and grabbing 10 friends who I wonder if while you volunteered them, you had asked them first or you just volunteered them and expected them to be there. But please continue your story. Now, let me make sure I understand correctly. Was this with Junior Achievement or Big Brothers Big Sisters at the time? It was junior achievement that I started working with. The student. I was doing sorry. Big Brothers Big Sisters at the same time, and I always okay. had friends who wanted to get involved. But I think there was the same apprehension of why, you know, working with younger kids and and a lot of uh, the young professionals that you just had no idea if like they were going to be in Chicago for uh, and how long they were going to be in Chicago. So I I thought that this these two kind of merged right together. And as funny as you say, I did go back to the school school and say. I'll get 10 of my friends. I'll be able to get 10 of my friends. And then, right. and then once they said yes, then I went and got 10 of my friends. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> yeah. I said, and I, I, I felt pretty good about it, but I went and got them. And that was kind of the, you know, that was how it wasn't directly via launch you at that time. And right. it was just independently. And then 
that was how everything went up and got started, and everything started from there. And you know, that was I think our that year was probably was oh it was probably the fall of oh three or fall of four. You know, it's, now it's been a long time, and then right. we officially incorporated Launch You in two thousand and five, and um, it's it's just kind of grown since that point in time, and and it was started off as much many years as an activity, and you know that's essentially the same thing that we do today that we do within the Chicago community is that we just um, we go and. How we have firms that we partner with, and then when we go in and present to a company that has even not even a large workforce, a large young professional workforce, we're able to get you know five to ten mentors pretty easily. But the rest, we now have over four hundred mentors in the program. We have a wait list for mentors to get involved, and it's always the same message: is saying there's a motivated high school senior. Most likely, they're going to be first generation uh, going into college. Here's an right. opportunity that you spend, uh, you know, an hour to an hour and a half a month in person with them. The rest of your phone and email, and you're going to help them. You know, you're going to one help them with their applications, but more so than that is you're going to help expose them to your background, to your career, to your interests, and like what you did to get to this step. And that's going to serve as like as a confidence builder and motivator for them. so And so rewarding for the person that gets to be the mentor. I think, it, you know, obviously it's rewarding as the student to have somebody invest in you, but I, I can't decide, um, you know, who's the bigger winner. Obviously, both people. Now, the mentors that get involved, is everybody kind of in the tech space or do you take mentors from kind of all walks, all careers so that you can, you know, fit them with these kids? No, so we, uh, yeah, we have, um, we have, a, I would say we've primarily been mentors from different parts of the business world. And, okay. you know, we have, I think this year alone, we have mentors from, a, we have 400 mentors from 190 different companies here in Chicago, but there are some in the, the space that where we have like Google and a firm here, Context Media, and then we have a huge group here this year from SAP, which is a tech firm with through Connections. And um, and a healthcare firm called Beckton uh, Beckton Dickinson. We have another ten mentors from there. We have mentors from Miller Coors and from consulting firms, and like uh, have a ton all over the place. They're primarily people from different different uh, different facets of the business world, but you know we do have a lot of people from, uh, we have a growing number from the healthcare field, so healthcare practitioners. Um, we have the lawyers involved. We have people on the technology and engineering side. And we try to get as diverse as possible as we can. And just because students have different interests that they think about right now, but there's also so many things that they don't fully know that's out there. And so the more that we can provide them exposure to different things, we think that it's going to be so much better for them. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. That's amazing. And, you know, in the first early days of launch, you um, and, you know, you're so well spoken. And I imagine that your group of friends are, are quite the same way. And you guys are very business minded and getting when you make something a business model and then you present a need to corporations, I think it's obviously much easier for them to want to give versus just saying like, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? Can I have some money? <laughs> and I, sure. and I, have, I have found that out in, in different areas of, of things I've worked on or even seen others work on. When you were able to get some backing or able to really get the, the mentoring part of this off the ground, how easy or difficult was it for you to really get some financial backing in order? Are you, I mean, you're empowering these, these um, teens to fill out their applications and find colleges and get part-time jobs, but are you also able to assist them you know, with tuition and grants or uh, different scholarships? So we don't, we don't do, we help them apply to scholarships. We, okay. um, and we help them apply to scholarships. We help them apply for financial aid. And a lot of these kids, you know, I, I would say, you know, probably 80, 80 to 90% of our students are on free, free or reduced lunch. So they are, they are low income. And once they go to school, they are getting a lot based on need. Now, 
It does. It does impact where some of the students can go, just the cost of the school. And right. so while, uh, you know, it's always been that 100% of our students have gotten into four-year universities, and, and it is selective to be in launch you for our students that, you okay. know, we are working with the top uh, students who are probably falling the top 10 to 20% of CPS, um, mm-hmm. Chicago Public Schools, but it is, um, you know, they're, they're going to be the same. They're, they're going to be first-generation, um, first-generation college. And so they are getting, you know, the financial aid and they are getting scholarships from the schools. But there are students who have to, you know, some students have to start off at community, community college at the beginning and then, and then transfer over so that they can keep working at the same time and save up, save up the money. And so our view has always been that the more money that we raise and that we can bring in to launch you, the more students that we can help. If um, it's just we have like just a greater ability to help and impact so many more students, our budget is still pretty small. We're we're under two hundred thousand dollars on our budget, and this year we're working with close to four hundred kids. Wow. And so it's it's a pretty you know it's a pretty lean model that we have in place, and we we hope to get to to where we're working with. On the mentoring side, we never um, as soon as more corporations get aware of us and like how easy the mentoring opportunity is because if you're I think there's a lot of great volunteer programs in the Chicagoland area but if you're a young professional and like you have you're trying to figure things out at work you may have your own busy schedule we never have any set times there's no set days and we just tell oh. the mentors and the students to like meet on your own and you can use our office whenever you want to whether it's a Wednesday or Thursday after work or, or if it's a Saturday or Sunday on the weekend um, and they can meet because our students are old enough that they can meet with their mentors and it's the rest is communicating via you know phone and email we've never had a single mentor in our program say it was way too intensive of a program. Usually they were in the past usually pushing us more and saying, can I meet with our student more? Can I meet with them? Can I meet with them more? That's what we all hear because it's so flexible on being able to get together. And we don't really have a worry about getting more mentors, but the the more students that we can get, you know, we, we just know that we hope that we can get up to, we're working with 400 this year. Hopefully next year we'll be above 500 just in Chicago. And wow. our goal is within the next couple of years is to get to 1,000 kids a year in the city. There's 22,000 high school seniors in CPS on any given year. And so we think the market is big enough, but the market of young professionals is just so much bigger. So the numbers are always on our side to be able to provide them enough mentors. That is awesome. Now, because you've been doing this a while and LaunchU has been around for a while, has, you know, for uh, the kids that started in the early days and have been out of, you know, graduated from college now and then are in the workforce, do you have any of those students come back and actually be a mentor? Yeah, so they're, they're starting to now. Um, they're starting to now. There's always students who take a little, sometimes take a little bit longer or who mm-hmm. are trying to figure out their way on their first jobs. And, like, you know, I think that they're trying to figure out, you know, at what point they, um, you know, what when they can feel like that they're getting involved too. Our median mentor age is 28. Um, okay. We want to keep trying to push that down because, you know, we can keep providing the kids a lot of awareness, but I think it's... I think sometimes there's, like, when you're first starting and you're coming back into Chicago and you're starting a new job, it takes you a couple years to feel comfortable to start branching out and doing other things, too. And, I, yeah, I completely understand when, uh, when students are, when young professionals are doing that, right, when they, when they get it out of college. Um, but we actually have um, our program coordinator was a launch you alum. Wow. We have multiple mentors in the program this year that were launch you alums. Um, it was it was very cool to to give them a shout out at our kickoff session this year and saying here is here's not just people that have that are that are in volunteer engaging. They were directly in your shoes, you know, anywhere from six five to seven years ago. I think that's awesome, and it's a good way for you know, people to receive the gift of going through this and then being able to give back too. And um, yeah, just, um, just amazing, amazing. So now while you've been working with LaunchU and I2A Ventures, you have come up with something else to add to your list of projects. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Recommend Me and um, 
we'll head to a break in a few minutes here, but I'm okay. sure there's so much that we can talk about, about this app. And app is such a buzzword for people today. So I'm sure it's going to pique a lot of interest as people are listening today. You know, how did this come about? How did Recommend Me come about? Was this a, you know? Sure. So, yeah, so, so my positions with LaunchU and I2A have been more now essentially board positions. I2A, we're, we've, we've invested in all of our companies and I still oversee those, but we're not actively looking at new things. And LaunchU, it's fortunate that we have a staff in place, so I could I continue to spend time with it, but I chair it and I oversee it. And so, um, recommend me was something that it's something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Is saying that I actually create recommend me, and what it does is it's a it's a private platform which is on an app right now. We'll eventually have like a mobile website and a website too, where uh, anyone can go on the app and just see all the things as they build their network of friends and just see all of their recommendations across whether it's restaurants and bars or if it's travel, if it's fitness, if it's TV shows, movies, they can just see what their friends like um, and they can share with them, with their friends, what they like too. So it's all things that have been done for a long time over conversations, uh, whether in person or via phone, via emails. We're just trying to provide a platform is that when you're actively looking or just want to discover new things, you can see things that your friends have already passively recommended. So, you know, people may have said, I went to this great hotel with my family in Florida uh, last year on spring break or over the holidays. And, you know, when people have done that and they've shared it, saying that probably piques an interest to say, oh, I should you know, that's actually worth checking out and doing that. And we're providing a way to be able to store all that information and search for it in real time the same way as, that. Uh, oh, this is my favorite sushi restaurant in Chicago. And next time I'm looking for sushi is saying, oh, now I can know what my friends had, what my friend's favorite sushi place was or what their favorite pizza place is or what their favorite TV show is. So allowing friends that platform to, to share it. And we look at it as if, you know, it's just starting out. Um, it's at the early stages, but what we hope that Recommend Me becomes is that you go to, you know, Twitter to follow like the famous people and the celebrities and all the news on the newscasters, Instagram that you see pictures, and I think you actually follow bloggers, but like mainly a lot of mainly your friends and Facebook. You just see news updates of your friends. We hope that in the in the coming years that. Everyone can go to recommend me and say, this is when I just want to see all my fr- everything that my friends like. And I can still go to Yelp and I can still go to TripAdvisor. Those are great informational databases. But when I really just want to see what my friends have recommended, I can go and recommend me. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And it's interesting that um, just in the few moments before we go to break here that you brought up Yelp and TripAdvisor, because that's what I was thinking. I know sometimes even when you're on Expedia booking something and there's different, um, you know, recommendations or feedback or everything, you don't know whether or not you should trust it. So I like the fact that this is kind of going to be your close knit circle with all the recommend recommendations out there for all of our listeners. I do want them to check out, you know, go to the app store. I did finally download everything you sent to me, go to the app store, look up, recommend me. You can download it right to your phone. You start an account and um, you can get your friends to join in. So you go to my to get more information. You can check out the app store. You can find uh, Kapil Chaudhry on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you even want to check him out through I2A ventures and um, launch If this is all overwhelming, to you and such so much great information also please feel free to reach out to me and uh, any questions or comments to amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com I'm also going to be talking a lot about recommend me through my social media either on Facebook Instagram where my handle is just at Amy Bredo or Amy underscore Spitfire Bredo that's a whole nother story (laughs) but you can find me on social media because I'm pretty excited to share this with my friends and family as well We are going to take a quick break and we come back. We will hear more from Kapil and we'll be back in just a moment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you considered expanding your family through adoption but don't know where to start? Are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start? Reach out to the community at the Echo Foundation. 
The ECHO Foundation offers five distinct areas of support. For those children in need throughout the world, we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond. For more information, please visit amybrado.com and click on the ECHO Foundation. That's amybrado.com and click the ECHO Foundation. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybrado.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Raising the Bar. You know, sometimes I wish the listeners could hear the things we talk about on the break. Um, and apologize again to everybody listening. I have my giant St. Bernard next to me snoring his face off, and he's not easy to move. So we're all in agreement that they're awesome dogs, and I will be doling out puppies. So anyone that would like one, let me know. Um, you know, Cap, we were just talking about Recommend Me, and, you know, we were on the phone last week. I was excited to use the app. You know, I'm the crazy lady that lives up in the suburbs. So for me, I like to know what's going on in the city. I don't get down there as often as I would like, but I feel like a lot of my friends that do would have some great things to share with me. So it wouldn't be, I don't want to say a wasted effort, but there's so many things to see in downtown Chicago. You don't always know where to go first. So I'm excited for our listeners um, to get on this app. And I guess a question too, and maybe this is silly, this can, this app can be used in any city, correct? So like you said, it can go anywhere. And so as of right now, and uh, as of right now on the app, what you would come in and see is you would just see things that your friends have recommended. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, like things that you learned the, the first time you did and that you didn't realize. The way that we connect friends is via accessing to the contact. So I would say to all the listeners right now is that I know that there are a lot of apps that are out on the market that spam all your contacts. We will never do that. And okay, we I was will, wondering. So, <laughs> so if you so if you do connect your contacts, and that was a huge, uh, I would open this. It was a huge blunder on our part, and the reason why we use contacts is one of the ins- apps that I got inspiration from was WhatsApp. And WhatsApp is right. I was using that when I was traveling in Australia, and it allowed me to stay in touch with all my friends here in the U.S. And like, just it was a cheap way, just via via Wi-Fi. And I actually love WhatsApp as an app. I right. just thought it was great how it, I could do it via my app itself, and that any of my good friends that I'd want their recommendations from, they were in my contacts. Versus. In Facebook, like sometimes that there's friends that I had been friends with from a long time back or people I had just met one off. So we didn't do the Facebook connection at the beginning. We did it via contacts. And with the next update that's coming out and probably be out by the end of next week, people will, you can, yeah, at that point, you don't have to provide access to your contacts. You can actually, uh, you can actually uh, connect via Facebook, or you can search for your friends online too. But if you do give us access to your contacts as a as a founder and CEO of the company, that we will never spam any of your contacts. And all we're trying to do is, if someone, if one of your friends is already on the app too, we will automatically connect you. And in in future releases, we'll allow you to disconnect from them too. So. Right now, when you come on the app, you will only see what your friends have recommended. But within the next week, one of the things that we're also going to be showing is 
the the top, you'll always see your friends recommendations, but you'll always see like the the top recommendations for each okay. category. And there's multiple categories on the app. As once, um, as Amy, you may have seen, and and anyone else who, um, any of the listeners here who uh, who, who would like to go and, and download the app directly, you you can look at what your friends have recommended for restaurants, bars, for healthcare providers, for fitness, uh, such recreation that includes like fitness studios, but also includes golf courses and tennis tennis facilities. Um, what we think the major driver there is going to be fitness studios and and personal trainers, which I know, Amy, that's that's what's on your on your business side. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and then we have like home services, so anything that you would look at on the home services side is saying whether it's childcare, cleaning services. Contractors, handyman's, which I'm actually looking for, and if anyone, you know, can start having recommending <laughs> handyman's in the Chicago area, I've been needing one for a while, and uh, unfortunately, none of my friends have someone that they can do. But like, also like pet care, mortgage brokers, and then you you have other categories where it's like hotels and travels, and then what I would just call is kind of like the the content category, which we're starting to see a lot more come in on like books. TV shows, uh, movies. We're going to add music to it, which is, has come up quite a bit so just friends can see what their friends are listening to. Something that we overlooked at the beginning. I thought that Spotify and the other music services, I thought that was already covered, but. Um, I think there's, there's been the desire for that and just for other apps that people are looking for. So, you know, as, as Amy, you and I talked about, like, we would love it. It's, it's the simplest way is to saying that when everyone probably has, as you go on the app, that you probably have like someone um, for one of these categories that you really like. And our whole view of creating this is saying that my physician is fantastic, and I and my cleaning lady is awesome too. Like I, she uh, she's been cleaning my place for over over twelve years, and I get so rewarded that when I get to reward her by recommending her on the app on the app, she's she's always told me is saying that Capil, I've gotten all my clients from you. And I've actually asked her, saying, I don't know who all your clients are. It's just that <laughs> one word of mouth thing led to another. And it makes me feel really happy because she does such a fantastic job. And I, um, and I, I just want to recommend her to everyone. Same way with like, my hairstylist. Now I can't. I always, I always joke to all my friends and saying, Kapil has a I, super awesome head of hair, everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Actually, I say it's like, look with my hairstylist. She only gets to do what she gets to work with. So just when I say that she's awesome, it's no. like, don't look at my hair as the proof. I was like, she's amazing, and she has to work with what she's given, as every client does, and she's, she's, she's amazing. And so I just love and get motivated by when, you know, when all these people that they have, their great businesses, and every restaurant or hotel that you get treated really well at and they, and they provide a good service, here's the opportunity to not just – they want it's recommending them and they're going to get benefit of, out of it. But it's also your friends get to know. And as soon as, as you talked about Amy in the last segment about Yelp and TripAdvisor, I think they're both fantastic. I hear a lot right. of, I hear a lot of frustrations with Yelp and TripAdvisor before, uh, before, but I like both a lot because what it allows me to do is to say when I'm looking for and I'm going into an area and sometimes even Chicago is saying, I just want to find a database of all the restaurants and all the places that could go via Yelp. Yelp or when I'm going to a location and saying, what are all the hotels, I can find that database, whether it's, whether it's through TripAdvisor or Expedia. But as soon as a friend has a good experience staying there and you know the context because you know your friend, it just makes everything and saying, done. I just want to simplify my life by right. just saying, all right, great. My friend recommended that. I have the same taste. I like what they say. Done. I don't have to think anymore. And that's all I can do. Right. And the great thing about that is if you, and you'll even notice on uh, sites like Yelp and again, not bashing it at all because it is great, but sometimes you have to post a certain amount of times in order to get your recommendation or your issue even posted. Um, you know, so I feel like it's not always fair, I guess. I, I don't sure. know because I, I find that if I have a really good experience and I don't post on Yelp a whole lot, I can post about it, but nobody may see my great experience because I don't post enough and they don't pull it. So I like this because obviously if we have a great experience, we're going to share it with our friends. The recommendations are trusted. The experience is trusted because it's the circle people circle of people that we know. And I don't have to worry about, you know, algorithms on an you know, in order for somebody to see what I'm recommending, correct? 
Sure, you, you, you don't have to, and like your friends would just see it, and, and what we're hoping is, is that we want people to uh, like the businesses, and for anyone who has, like so, you know, Amy, as I, I said, like with your company on the, on the fitness training side is saying, we'd love for your clients to recommend you, and even we want businesses to be able to help promote themselves on it, but it's not going to be promotional in the way, because as soon as... Like, if I recommend something that I don't truly like, my friends are going to see that. And, and and if I was just pushing something because a, a business or a provider said, please just do it, my friends are going to see that. And so they lose trust. So I'm only going to recommend things that I truly believe, that I truly like, and that I that I truly go after. But at the same time, all my friends would see it. And the, the recommendations are the simplest way that... I write, there's a, there's a place I go to in, in downtown and in, in the River North area in Chicago is, is called Beatrix. And I, I go there multiple times a week. I hold multiple meetings there, whether it's for coffee or for breakfast or for lunch. And on Yelp, and I understand why they do it, all I need to say on, for Beatrix is great food, awesome ambiance. That's all I say. On Yelp, that doesn't qualify as a review because it's not long enough. Okay. For us, as, as if I put, if I put Beatrix in recommend me, and I, now I did also add what my favorite dish is there, so my friends could also know that too. But when I go on to Beatrix, I can just say, I can just tag it as my breakfast slash brunch place, and my friends will know, oh, this is what Tapio likes. We know him. That probably means that they are able to do omelets and take substitutions because Tapio can be picky about his omelets. So that's <laughs> probably what they already know anyway. And that's all we want to do. So while we'd love it for um, – We'd actually, you know, I would say as a system-wide, we just want people to be able to share things that they like. Now, maybe each group of friends would love it if their friends would put a little bit more detail, but you can just recommend something. And as soon as, like, you see that your friends have recommended it, all that you have to do is agree to it, and then it'll get published to everyone in your respective network, too. So for the app, and like I said, I just have started playing with it and I have to still add friends yet and, you know, kind of build up what my recommendations would be so that when I invite my friends, they can see that. Is it something that scrolls like a news feed or, you know, is it? Yeah, it is. So we have, we have a, we have a news feed function that would come up and that you could just see. And like, I'm looking at my app today and saying, I got a recommendation for Walker Brothers uh, original pancake house, which I actually really love on the on the on the in the North Shore. Um, I had a recommendation for a sushi place in New York. I, had a, I made a recommendation for uh, an actual outdoor patio, which we've been fortunate in Chicago that it's still been nice to be at right. an outdoor patio in mid October. Where uh, I went to a place that normally people look at as a sports bar, but I said that they're. They're actually house house red house red cabernet was awesome and I thought it was really good. An app um, around the elections was 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 nominated. Someone else someone else recommended a hotel in Dallas, and you just get to explore different things that come up, that come up. But what you what happens too is you have like on your own like you're kind of like our my profile section, which is really our version of the homepage. Okay. I can go in and I can see all of the recommendations that either I've made or my friends have made and things that I've bookmarked to say, I'm, I may be going to New York at the early October, early November. And at that point in time, I may want to go to that sushi place and saying I had bookmarked it. Now I can always be able to find it again because I can go in on the find and by city or by category, I can always find other things that my friends and then also soon to be what their friends of friends have recommended as well. Awesome. You know, we have just about four minutes till we close. You know, how would you encourage um, business owners or someone like me who does a lot of coaching and health and wellness training and uh, personal training? Like, how do I get involved? Do I just ask my friends to recommend my services or, you know, any business owner? Sure, sure yeah. What we'd love for you to do is like, yeah, you could, as, as, any, as you as a business owner and anyone else who's on the app as a business owner, all that you have to do is at the, at the, at the, at the, at the beginning right now is if your business is not already entered in the system, we use Foursquare as our back-end database and we're going to continue to add databases, but anyone can email, um, anyone can email recommend me directly and say, my business is not listed 
it and we can add it to our back end of our system. And so that can, that can be done easily that people can reach out to us and say, you know, as I mentioned to you, Amy, saying that we can add your website uh, when ready. We can actually add, um, we can add, we can add your website. We can add your things and people can just email help at myrecommendme.com and, and tell us that here's my website. Here's a category I fall in and we can automatically populate it so that when, that way, not just their friends or clients, but anyone in our network would come across the business. And if it's, uh, they would come across a business. We've done that for a lot of dentists, uh, other friends in the medical field who may not have their, their website or their image or even like their, their name of their, of their practice in our, um, in, in the Foursquare database. So we can have them directly. Then anyone can, um, anyone can download the app right now and all people would have to say is to tell their friends is saying, hey, if you like our service, please recommend us on Recommend Me. And then all of their friends would start, would start seeing the recommendations too. That's awesome. Okay, so for anybody that is interested in being part of the um, database for Recommend Me, they would email help at myrecommendme.com. Do I have that yeah. correct? Yes, yes, okay. help at myrecommendme.com. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, so help at myrecommendme.com is the place you want to go to get into the database to be recommended for your services and business. Please do check out myrecommendme.com. Go to the App Store and look up Recommend Me. Um, also, if anybody wants to learn how they can get involved or learn more information about Launch You, you can check out launchyou.org. Again, we've been speaking with Kapil Chaudhry. You have just been um, such a delightful guest. I, I oh, thank you so much. Learning. Yeah, absolutely learning about everything you're doing and seeing how um, you're helping others, whether it's getting them through school and college applications or things like keeping our friends all together in what we would recommend for one another and being a source that people can trust. You can also uh, reach out to me at amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com with any questions or comments or if you're in need of any information, um, I would say get on the App Store download uh, the Recommend Me app. I'm excited to see how your numbers grow after this episode airs. I wanted to thank you all for listening today. And again, thank you, Kapil, for being a guest on the show. I look forward to having you come back in the future and hearing how this just explodes because it's just a great, great service. I really look forward to using this and being a part of it. Um, You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Amy Bredo. We will... Be back next week for another episode. Again, you've been listening to Raising the Bar. We hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Raising the Bar. Please listen for another edition with your host, Amy Bredo, next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, get out there and keep raising the bar. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.